Welcome to the 165th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. It's November 13th. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz, Chronicle Assistant Editor Isabel Vanderstoop, and Chronicle Photo Editor Jared Wenzelberger. And we're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. How is everyone this evening? Good. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. Tell us about your face. Uh, my face is fine. It looks normal. It's just half of it's still a little numb. I had a trip to the dentist today. It's like a foot-long string of slobber coming out right now. Well, that's not it's dis- unusual. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so mean. It's, it's, not the, it's not the numbness, though. You're just drooling as you look at your own takes about the Lewis County commissioners coming up. Yeah. Can't wait to get into it. <laughs> I, I knew before what I a, looked at the what a, what a gift from heaven this was. I can not just, for the... Well, well, we'll get into that. I can just tell how hard Aaron's trying not to smile, but I guess it pains him, but he's like still smirking so no, hard. No, my mouth doesn't hurt. It's just numb. We talked, will about, hurt. we talked about this last week briefly, don't worry guys, but we do have to address the elephant in the room. Congratulations yeah. on your marriage. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, thank you. And you already informed us you didn't listen to this week's episode because there are no podcasts in New York. Yeah, they just, you know, they don't stream those over there, obviously. I, I would imagine that by this point in time, <laughs> roughly one third of New Yorkers have their own podcast. Yeah, and, I... In light of Jeff, Senator Jeff Wilson's arrest, did you guys check each other for guns before you got on the airport? Oh my gosh, we airport? took a photo. Did you see? It? Did Jared send it I don't to think the so. Slack? Or maybe he did. But we took a photo of the like large sign at PDX that has like that. a gun and then the red X through it. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, do you have anything to say on this topic? Uh, I did. I tried to... A little humble pie served up courtesy of the TSA. (laughs) I did have a pocket knife and I had to check a bag in because a pocket knife was in my carry-on. On On your way to Palm Springs? On my way back. I bought a pocket knife there for for my son who enjoys knives. (laughs) All the mocking of our senator. (laughs) Would you like to apologize since you now understand how you could bring a deadly weapon on an airplane without knowing it? It was a souvenir pocket knife. I think a pocket knife and a a gun are a little different. Could have been a souvenir gun. You don't know that. Uh, (laughs) He was taking with <laughs> gun. Gone to Portland. It was just like, oh, I want to remember this place forever. And he bought a firearm. Nothing makes me think I'm wanting to shoot something like being in Portland. <laughs> Better buy a gun. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it, you know what? It can't happen to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Now that's what you're saying. <laughs> but Jared literally did. Like as soon as we got into the airport, he was like, "Oh, did you make sure to check that you didn't have a gun in your backpack?" <laughs> like it, we all learned something as the senator. I mean, said. as a joke, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. yes. Um, let's see. Didn't what's what's going on with elections? Didn't we have an election recently? We did. Yeah, and we talked about most of it last week. But it was election night. Uh Isabel's working on one. We got Wayne Fournier yeah. was losing on election night. And um yeah, he was down by about a thousand, is that right? For Thurston County Commissioner. Um and now he and opponent Vivian Eason, which is a new Thurston County Commission position. Um she's running as an independent, he as a Democrat. And they are, uh, I think, literally 402 votes apart, and there are about 2,000 left. He was trailing in the primary, but that was just for the South Thurston County District area. And this is a um, countywide race, and obviously, like, a lot more Democrats in Olympia than probably percentage-wise in Rochester, say. So... It's it's definitely an interesting one and too close to call for now. And then the Thurston County, or sorry, the Tenino mayor election, um, there's only a 30 vote difference between 
Linda Godovac and the gentleman whose name I I just saw it in front of me. Sorry. No, that's fine. They were tied on election night. Yeah. And now it's she's God, trailing. So she's trailing. She's okay. trailing. Yeah. Um, some other outcomes. If you want to look up his name, uh, the Lewis County nine one one tax has failed. You can say, I guess now, not by as not by much. It's like fifty two percent to. 58%. percent mm-hmm. got Peter Lamont in the Port of Centralia over Diane Dory by a significant amount. You could call that a landslide. Yeah. Uh, Chris Brewer, new Centralia City Councilor. All right. Good for Chris. Kelly Smith-Johnston won handily over Joyce Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can find all the results. I won't run through all of these, but most of them, I think it's safe to say, were pretty well decided on election night. There wasn't the same intrigue as you saw in Thurston County. Okay. Any other preambles before we get into the hot, hot news? Not like hot news and not very news dumpy, but also related to elections. The um, Thurston County Elections Office received and intercepted an envelope that contained fentanyl this morning. Contained a white substance that the Thurston County Sheriff's Office later confirmed did contain fentanyl. Um, They're the latest in a string of several across the state and... Um, I wrote a quick story on that and talked to the Lewis County Elections Office about how they're taking precautions. Sounds like basically every elections office in the state is getting trained on how to use Narcan and wearing gloves for every ballot they open. So it's kind of scary. Okay. Dave Watterson is in the lead for tonight, O'Mare. Thank That's you. That's who it was. Thank you. Oh, okay. I liked that race because in the preview, they both just had nice things to say about each other, and they yeah. both have been engaged in the city for a long time, so it kind of feels like a you, you can't really lose on this one. Yeah, that's a voter. the best. That's the best. Also, 30 votes away from one another, it seems like probably there's probably pretty equal. Shall we get to the news? Let's. First item. Lewis County begins, quote, trim as staff looks to address budget deficit. Uh, We have an update from the commissioners. I declare bankruptcy! And you hate to see it. Um, (laughs) I actually do hate to see it. You love to see it. I know. I hate to see it. I feel bad for, well, we'll get to it. Uh, The commissioners (laughs) cut six positions so far because they botched the budget. Penniless and impoverished, down and out in Centralia and Chehalis. Lewis County voted red, not in the red. Maybe they should have spent less time fighting woke and more time fighting broke. Oh, my gosh. You were supposed to destroy the homeless problem, not contribute to it. That's not fair. I know I'm going to enjoy that. I just watched watched that film. Oh, that's the best movie of all time. Um, The six positions weren't all layoffs. If you were just eliminated and not filled or not filled, uh, this should save around half a million. But the deficit persists, and I believe they're having an update tomorrow. Uh, We'll have another follow-up soon. And I want to stress as the newsman in the room and not the entertainer that you are, Aaron Vantile, that we know very little about this. And um, it is, you know, it's a serious matter when you have to get rid of people's jobs. It sounds like they're not done yet. But we don't really know the scope of the deficit or... Um, how bad it is, or if it is bad, or if this is a you know a silical thing that happens. It's not the first time they've ever had layoffs in government, but 
Um, so yeah, just want to underline the point mm-hmm. that this was a very brief news item, and we just wanted to get that out. Wes, we well, at least you know, at, at least we can rest knowing that the commissioners didn't just give themselves five figure raises not too long ago. Because <laughs> I would feel really foolish, like a just a red ass buffoon, if I were sitting there with my extra, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars a year, and telling people. Boy, really sorry about this. There's nothing we could have done about it. We're going to have to let you go. Um, real, real let them eat cake energy. It's kind of like, you know, like if you're, you're having some hard financial times and you have to tell your kids at Christmas, like, look, don't expect too much. You know, we, we've all got to really buckle down here. And then they look over you and you're like polishing your monocle and eating a lobster and serving them gruel. Just kind of, kind of rude, you know? It just upset you. It does. Have you got your property tax statement yet? Uh, the last one I got was up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just curious. I kind of expected you to come in hot on that. Yeah. Like to like those rare times. I did come in hot on that one. you invent a news item that wasn't in the news yet? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, this like, one really happened. Yeah. No, I'm hearing it from a lot of people. Um, um, I just uh, would like to throw out before we get to everybody else, a few previous quotes from uh, <laughs> Commissioner Sean Swope. Um, at one point, he said, I just feel the government system is failing its people right now by not having accountability built into these grants. He also said, these aren't charity donations going out. This is my money, your money going out. There has to be accountability in how it's going out. And my favorite, personally, my lawn is brown because we chose within our budget not to water our grass to save money so we could have money to provide for other things. And that is called responsibility. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you guys were saying? No, I mean, I just think there are real-world drivers here. Uh, I think inflation will probably end up being one of the top ones. I'm not trying to be here to make excuses. I want to say again, I don't know more than is in this very brief news item. Yeah. So I'm not going to come out half-cocked and start insulting people. Sir, I am full-cocked, as always. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't really have any rebuttal for that. Such a funny thing to say. I mean, I will say there are things that will cost the, you know, you can make a budget, but you can't account for things like inflation uh-huh. necessarily. I guess you could mm-hmm. over three years. So Everybody I'm knows you I'm can't in a weird spot where I, I can't just, well, I'm not defending them, but I also want to say, let's just wait for some additional coverage before we'll you have go more. burn anyone at the stake. Yeah, that's probably what they told the people they had to lay off too. Yeah. We'll have Possibly. more information yeah. on it in the next week. Um, Mitchell and I were talking about it, Mitchell being the Lewis County govern- government reporter here at the Chronicle, um, and he was planning on going to some of their budget appointments, meetings, whatever, how, how do they call it? Hearings? Mm-hmm. Um, and I am curious to know like when the last time they banked their 1% was, cause I think it's been a really long time. And I think like, because all three of these commissioners were elected on Republican, you know, fiscal responsibility, whatever platforms, like I, I'm not surprised to see them like cut down on county positions before they bank that 1%. I think that is pretty much in line with most of their positions, but I'm I am interested to learn more as well. Isn't shrinking government a hallmark of conservative governance? Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. When yeah. you do that's it as a policy, short, not yeah. in advance of, you know, your own uh Oh, oh, that, that which you have reaped coming back to sow upon uh, you? Is that how it I'm goes? not arguing with you. I, 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 I just want, I'm interested in hearing more. I know they wanted to, uh, or the last story from Mitchell noted that they were waiting to get the request from individual departments, what people want. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it'll unfold. 
Um, yeah, but uh, anyway. I mean, it was in this cycle like seven years ago where it was like they mentioned potentially, not they, not these commissioners, the previous commissioners mentioned potentially having to close the senior centers. And then we had a young reporter at the time and they told, a commissioner told that reporter, oh, don't report on that yet because it's not finalized. And then when it was finalized, they were defunded. <laughs> so yeah. like I, I share your skepticism, just not at this point in terms of pinning it on the three elected commissioners. Um. Yeah, but I mean, on the other hand, no. You, that, you're you're welcome to your opinion. I, I, you know what? If only somebody had been of the opinion that they should quit wasting time on crap like the Carol Brock thing, or fighting the YMCA, or getting themselves into a bunch of dumb lawsuits, or looking for porn at the library, trying to ban pronouns from emails, or any of the crap they've done from distract to distract from the reality that they're just kind of bad at their jobs, which is hey, they're not, not paid hourly. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You you let it off with a Michael Scott clip, and then... <laughs> I declare bankruptcy! Look, I, I and then you slipped a Revenge of the Sith quote in there, yeah, yeah. so I can't really argue. Um, I, I think that we can all say that we want a lid on unnecessary government spending. There it is. And because of that, you know, seeking lids, seeking roofs over our heads and stability. I like to turn to my friend, the roof doctor. They are a family owned company that services Chehalis, Olympia, Aberdeen, and lots of other places in Lewis County. And you can call them and get a free quote on repairs for your roof. They've been family owned since 1959. Generations of, of roofers in that family. And yeah, if you're local, you can call them at 360-736-0246 or visit them online at theroofdoctor.com. You can also go read the reviews on Google. They're not like updated on the site anymore, but we got five stars here from Elisa. There's actually a last name here, but I don't want to put Lisa on blast. Wow, she gave him five stars. She highly recommended. So it was on a timeline, so Ken was able to squeeze me in. They came out, did an excellent job. Their cleanup job was amazing. And added bonus, he beat a competitor's offer by a landslide. All right. Tie that in with the election stuff. Uh, next item, county commissioners fill seat on area agency on aging advisory council. Here we go. They appointed Greg Rohr to serve the remainder of Carol Brock's term on the Lewis Mason Thurston area agency on aging advisory council. You remember this, you may remember this as yet another emergency the commissioners addressed because he didn't want to type, how does budgets work into the Google machine? Brock famously asked seniors to not do politics or prayer in the senior center because they were getting complaints about it and everyone kind of crapped their pants more than the normal amount. Um, Rohr has now replaced both Carol Brock and Roger Morningstar in various committees, said Sean Swope. We got Greg to replace someone who is committing some of the most despicable, perverse acts a God-fearing man can imagine. That's not And also, quote. he took over for our pal Roger Morningstar. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> it is true that Greg Rohr took over for Roger Morningstar as the state committeeman for the Lewis County Republican Party, but that yes, is not, not a real that is not a real Swope quote. And also, not the, like the, the other ones I mentioned earlier. Which the minimum of uh, resident concerns over a policy on politics and prayers that the overarching agency on aging also did not support and mm -hmm. that elicited a letter from our Democratic Congresswoman. Uh -huh. That is your opinion, and I don't, don't think it's one that's shared by the majority. I think a lot of people are upset by that. Just want to make that upset clear. Upset they may be, but again, the committee, you know what, it's not worth getting into. <laughs> 
Uh, next does, item. Does that mean I won? Quilts of Valor serve as a, quote, <laughs> formal appreciation from a grateful nation. Since 2018, the Veterans Memorial Museum Quilts of Valor chapter has worked to ensure that any Lewis County veteran who wants a quilt gets one. They presented them at the commissioner's meeting on Tuesday, oh and it sounds gosh. like a really cool program. Aww. You have become the meme with the math floating around the woman, except for it's connecting every negative possible issue to the commissioners in positive ones. What a cool it's a program. really good thing. Quilts rule. Uh, the commissioners also asked for a few extra quilts to keep around the courthouse because it's been cold lately, which manager Ryan Barrett said was due to HVAC issues and definitely not because he set the thermostat at 62 to save a little coin. I feel like you got like some ketamine at the dentist's office. Uh, you know, I just he wrote opened these notes before that. <laughs> I just opened cronline.com and all the stories were the commissioners. Oh, no, things. they weren't. That's just all you see. Your they eyes are only talk about capable. all the murders and rapes. There's lots of good stuff. You didn't even put the fat marmot on here. That's been eating human food. It's a very important I, I story to our readers. Say, I thought you were going to say the fat marmot that's been eating humans, and I was like, damn it, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fantastic that story. Would be. Like a bear-sized marmot. I love that this actually is Aaron, like, fully, but also the two of you argue like two brothers. Yeah, more well, like, like a couple. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the next one, on Alaska woman accused of forging marriage certificate. Which begs the question, why didn't the county commissioners find (laughs) this beforehand? (laughs) Uh, This was a a real surprise to me because I had covered this lady in um, court previously for an animal cruelty charge. And she was like, oh no, my husband died and I have been so overwhelmed by the amount of animals that I have and I can't take care of them on my own. And now we found that... On Alaska woman was accused of forging marriage certificate and received $21,500 in survivor's benefits. I was reading through Ooh. this and I was like, I don't know, this kind of sounds just like sad. And then I got to the part about the, and I wasn't going to put it on there. And then we got to the part with the animal cruelty and she's got seven charges pending in a separate case. The property reportedly had about 20 cats, three wolf hybrids, quote, chained in a shed, one Malamute, two pregnant huskies, multiple dogs of an unknown breed, and about a dozen horses in deplorable conditions, and figured we had to get that in there. I have read the court documents in this case, and it's gruesome. And I felt really bad for her, too, when I first heard her testimony. And not that I like don't still feel sad about the whole situation. Whatever she's gone through, it's sad. It's just, like, the the... At least the Lewis County Humane Officer's testimony of what was going on in these deplorable conditions was so gruesome, and this is a very diluted version of it. Uh, Do you guys want to continue discussing or get to the the punchline? Does it involve the commissioners? Sham marriages, children turning on their parents, wolves chained in a shed. Great to see Game of Thrones getting back to what it does best. Okay. Um, yeah, that yeah. was good. You know, <laughs> see, you wouldn't get that if you just listened to the podcast, though, because you didn't hear the part where her kid was the one who said uh, she was not oh, married yeah. to that guy. Yeah, her kid ratted her out. Yeah, you had to have read the story. You had to be kinda, there. Kind of just want to hit the bankruptcy button again. <laughs> uh, what else is in tomorrow's edition of the Chronicle? Yeah, I mean, none of that was on the list today. There's uh-huh. uh, a lot of good stuff. Jared, did you put the marmot on Heroes of the Week so I don't have to bring that one up? Yes. Okay, perfect. 
Uh, Emily had a couple stories after deadline today. There was a net nanny operation that led to 15 arrests, including a Rochester man. Not really news dumpy, as we say, but it's up there, along with bail set at 250000 For an Alaska man accused of sexually assaulting an 18-year-old during a massage, and he's already facing charges that are very, very similar to this. Um, So you can read that story. Lots of Veterans Day stuff. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, did you guys talk about the unclaimed remains of the veterans last week? No, no. I was going to say that's probably the, well, it's our front page story. So our our lead veterans item is the Lewis County Coroner's Office worked with partners and arranged to have the unclaimed remains of four Lewis County veterans um, buried, I think, or interred. Yeah, interred in the. Well, I mean, that's the same thing, really. But yeah. they did like a twenty-one gun salute and just all of the stuff that people do for veteran burials, and they were for people who were not, whose remains were not claimed by their families or any people. So, and you know, we've talked about this in reference to the Lewis County Coroner doing this with just like any old citizens in the past, but. I think it's really special that they went out of their way to go up to the Tahoma National Cemetery and get this done and give them all of those honors. And it's a really sweet story and also just really cool that our reporter, Owen Sexton, who's a veteran, drove all the way up there on a Saturday just to be a part of the, or on a Friday just to be a part of this. He did a great job with that. Great photos on that one. He did a bunch of stuff on Saturday too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And going back to the court beat, two dogs, Fasaga. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing, but yeah, this is the guy acquitted of murder, even though it He's seemed as though the- he had definitely murdered the person. Um, but he is sentenced to nine and a half years in prison for unlawful possession of a firearm. So they agreed that he had unlawful possession of the firearm, but not that he murdered the guy, had him chopped up, and then spread his remains all, all over. And this is the guy that liked to smile at you, Jared. Yes, I got. So you can rest easy knowing that he won't be coming for you for at least nine and a half years, maybe six and a half. As soon as Emily filed it, I I shouted at Jared. You've got nine and a half years, man. You're going to see your mid thirties. So unless he gets out on good behavior, and then we'll see. We've got Jamie Herrera Butler doubles previous donation record and bid for commissioner of public lands. There's a lot of people in that race. You can read about that at Mm -hmm. Uh, CrownLawn.com. And didn't France just drop out of governor to run for Congress? Yes, Yes. yeah, that was a real, real jaw dropper. Whose seat is she running for? Derek Kilmer is not seeking re-election. Mitchell pointed out to me too the uh, frugality of the campaign. Like he had, he went to the Wayback Machine and did a screen job. It's the exact same website, same color scheme. They've just replaced governor with commissioner of public lands or something to that effect, which is what you do. There's nothing wrong with an elected official that knows how to budget. And I've expressed, uh, yeah, of course, I've expressed admiration for (laughs) Franz in the past just for the fact that she uh, has come down to the Chronicle on many occasions, which there are a lot of Democrats who wouldn't do that at the state level because it's a conservative area. And I guess the feeling would be not much to gain. But she's come to meet with our editorial board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I remember at the legislative day where you asked a very specific Lewis County question and she had like very specific answers. She wasn't happy with me, but she did have very specific answers. There's been times where her and the National Guard have held events and we've been the only newspaper to show up. Yeah, Yeah, I also asked a follow-up question and I remember Roland Thompson with the Washington Newspaper Association was like, okay, Isabel, stop. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do, that'll do. Like, she has to leave. (laughs) Another, we've already have our Heroes of the Week picked up, but there's a Rochester graduate who earned the top FFA honor of American FFA degree. 
which I thought was pretty cool. Esther Marie Gross, I think is how her name That's is pronounced. That's such a great news item. I love that. I love FFA news. It's And the, the people always tend to enjoy it as well. Also, just like learning about some of the like already really dedicated, passionate kids from this area who are in FFA and go on to get agriculture degrees. That's not usually the trajectory, obviously, because most people don't get an agriculture degree, but she is. And I think that's really amazing. And it's cool to see that sort of thing that's like homegrown. The last one I'll mention is Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of KISS were at A. Lene for a groundbreaking ceremony for a restaurant. Currently, uh, by a factor of at least 10, the most popular story on cronline.com. Wow. Yeah, um, that's a reflector joint. Shout out to Cade Barker. Um, my parents occasionally listen, so I will add the WS, uh, DOT is... Expecting delays on Highway 6 in Chehalis tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. mom and dad, <laughs> keep an eye out. Yeah. Where? It's going to be one lane on the Shales River Bridge closed oh, intermittently. No. You might want to take Schuber and go that way. Take Schuber. The yeah. one right to... Yep. The, oh. the only one over the Shales River. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Wait. Yep. That's not... You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The one in Shehalis over the Shales River. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Where's the other one? Uh, the one really close to your Ad- house. Adna. The one right before Twin Oaks Road. Is that oh, Ad- there's that one too. Is that yeah, Ad- is that yeah Ad- that's Adna. Adna. I've been under that bridge. That is Adna. That's right by the Adna store. Um, anything else you want to? There's lots to? of stuff on Cronline. I it was a very good Tuesday paper, so just make sure you pick it up. There's lots of news in there. It was a really good Tuesday paper because Eric was here working his butt off oh, at five a.m. Five a.m. Do you want to tell any more stories about the time Hillary Franz told you you were pretty and liked your work? <laughs> uh, no, Bob Ferguson came down here once too. Jay Inslee was down <laughs> here the, the first time he ran for office. Mike Pellicotti. Yeah, Mike yeah. Pellicotti. He was down here. All right. Uh, I, got, I got more if you want. We'll be back in a minute. Lots of celebs. Hi, this is Jeff and Julie from Fairway Lanes. Jeff and I met Jacek of Summit Funding at our bowling center. So when we fell in love with this community and it was time to relocate, we knew we would be calling Summit Funding. They understand that everyone has a unique situation when buying a home. He had already helped two of our employees get into their own homes. The Summit Funding team exceeded our expectations. It was a seamless experience with great communication from his whole team. Thank you to Summit Funding for making our buying experience special and memorable. And he wears the cloak from Mace Windu. That's right. And he has a red lightsaber. How can you not think that's racist? It's like you guys are just. Can we just get on with it? We're recording. I thought we were recording. Tell us that I did not realize we were. Welcome back to Tales from the Takes Page. I don't know how much was said there. You want to record it and see? Uh, All right. Um, Anyway. First up in our segment section, Tales from the Takes page. Anything good in there? <laughs> Your column I'm on too why busy Star thinking Wars about how many of my Star Wars good. takes have been exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stand I, by all of them. I feel like all of my Star Wars takes are well documented online. Um, I liked the title on the agriculture column from Maureen Harkham. Focus on agriculture. Not bad. Focus on it. Focus on agriculture. What was the one that you wanted it to be? Uh, the alfalfa files. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> good. Funny. That's still good. very good. It would, yeah. it would require some explaining, though. Um, I don't know. Real farmers would know. Like, let's take about it. Remember that canceled, yeah, that was that a, canceled podcast? That was an absolute <laughs> banger of a title. <laughs> yeah, we got, got so a mad. weekly email saying you spelled talk wrong. <laughs> it's also only funny in like a really hyper niche local way. 
Whereas like Alfal Files is like a little bit more applicable. I, I think anybody that would have listened to Let's Take About It would understand that like Let's Talk About It exists. Yeah. Like it's Lewis County. Everybody yeah, knows it's there. You have to like dream farther than that. You know? Millions of people listen to Let's Talk About It every morning. Millions. Millions. <laughs> they, tune in, they tune in just to hear Chad. Millions. <laughs> Uh, we also have a editorial from the editorial board titled Negligence of Inslee Ferguson at Greenhill, Breach of Public Trust, uh, going back to the search warrant that was served there and some of the issues, local mayors and police chiefs asking for an investigation and being told, no, we're, we've already taken care of it. We've changed some things up. Um, worth a read. Mm-hmm. The Saturday paper had a Don Brunel column about the um, sockeye on the uh, – that return to Redfish Lake Creek and like the fish ladders at the Bonneville Dam being more successful. And I just thought it was like a fun, happy success story about fish. And we don't often get that kind of thing. So it's nice. Julie McDonald had a column titled Jubilee Chapel, first building in the Southwest Washington Fair's resurrected old town, question mark, which you have always said that question mark headlines, the answer is always no. So we can't hope for the return of old town. No, we cannot. Uh, I was not here when Old Town was a thing. Do you remember it at all, or does that predate you as well? Yeah, I remember it. It was just like a, I don't know. What is like it? one end of the fair, they had some old, like old timey sheriffs, like, like a like bank, a jail, sheriff's office like, jail. It was yeah, like a, like it wasn't like a downtown. Cool. I don't, I don't remember it very well, but I remember it being there. Well, it you doesn't know, shock me. You wouldn't think it was cool. You don't think anything's cool. I think I'm cows are cool. Bagging on the commissioners. From hearing <laughs> I, about it, it sounds like the tiny town that they have for like the elementary school kids yeah, to go does. to. But yeah. like for old people, maybe there's like resources of. with like fire chief. Like Chief Mac would be down there talking about. Hey, this is how you escape your house during a fire at one station, Even and then so there's a lot of buildings, and they plan to bring more back. So you know, I am ashamed to admit, but I made a lot of commitments at the fair that I didn't follow through on because I was doing so much the entire week, and one of them was checking out the opening of this church, and another one was taking photos of the baby rabbits in the rabbit barn, and I did neither. Oh, maybe Julie will write about baby rabbits in the rabbit barn. I always no. think of Julie like a really good goalie. Like we'll miss yeah, something and she's just like dives and saves it for us. We did it's, get photos of it in, in the fair tab or not the fair tab, but in our fair coverage. She always tends to like get something we really intended to cover. I know. Uh, I, I like The other recent example uh, is Doris West Brumsickle. Yes. She had her Doris Day Wood. and we, in, Wood. I'm sorry, Wood mm-hmm. Brumsickle, intended to cover it. We didn't. There's just other stuff popped up and then she just swoops in and she's like, hey, here's the story. I went. Yeah. Julie's great. We love her. Yeah. Uh, another letter to the editor I liked. Uh, letter to the editor. Deconstruct deadly windmills. Build nuclear plants. Um, anytime the focus of your letter is about the number of birds that windmills kill, it just like... It, to you. If this, if to this you. were true... Wouldn't there be a pile of dead birds beneath every windmill? Oh, they'll share that I one think, stock I photo of is. a dead bird underneath I the did windmill. I did, like, one a picture. No, I did dive down the rabbit hole on this. A lot of birds do die from windmills. That's not, like, a joke. It's, it's a real thing. Did, you can decide too? yourself, like, it... Airplanes? No, it's the moving. Like, it's... If you see birds a... Birds cl- can't comprehend uh, movement? Hey, but you're like, you're, like... You're, like, debating something that is fact. Just Google it. It's, like, a <laughs> real thing. I did. It's at 800 birds. 
words. Total? Yes. In oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like you can say that that's worth it. And that's fine. I can buy that argument. Like there's lots of birds, right? Be, right, Isabel. To be fair, like <laughs> feral cats, I think are like the number yes, one killer. I agree. Of but they're birds. not the number one killer of raptors, which are the birds that get killed in windmills because of these like wind motions that attract them. Also, by the way, Aaron, mm-hmm. I need to know, do you also experience owls swooping at your car at night while driving on no. the highway? Nobody because the does. three of us, no, all three of us have experienced that. Well, I grew up with the owls. They respect me. Tell them, Aaron, Eric, you're the same. I'm sorry. No, I'm just busy over here trying to find the 600 number that he came up with. And I found 800. Yeah, 800. I found it uh, just a little source. It's not like the Associated it's Press. It's not reliable, but you know, climate.mit.edu. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most recent studies show that anywhere from 140,000 to 679,000 wow. die. And quote, the numbers are likely to be much higher today. Huh? Okay, but wait. No. I you know there are between 9,000 and 11,000 <laughs> oh species of bird in the world today. So we're just oh, rapid file. Do you know how many birds there are? Google fight. So we needed you to don't. call there them. There are 1.1 billion results for how many birds are there <laughs> okay. on the entire you know internet. What? Both of you are being so ridiculous. I don't even think, I've heard that birds aren't even real. Oh yeah. Well, According to Wikipedia a 2021 study, there are, are a group 50 of warm-blooded vertebrates. <laughs> no, no, no. 50 billion birds globally. Okay, wait, wait. I need the listener to know the one listener to know that I'm not insane about the swooping owls. Eric, please back me up on the swooping owls in East Lewis County. Yeah, Webster like defines birds Wait, listen to me. <laughs> class of warm-blooded egg-laying vertebrate animals. You were right. Am I right, here? Jared. Can you, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there are some kamikaze owls. I've, I've been dive bombed several times. Uh-huh. I have too. They're attracted to the vehicles. I don't know what it is. Are you like saying that's why these birds are dying to windmills? They're killing themselves? I think Could it be. might be a similar thing. They are like attracted to it. That's what I've read. And it's like a raptor thing, just like the owls. I will just say that letters to the editor are meant to stir debate and get people talking. And I think this letter writer has accomplished his (laughs) goal. Get some people going. Um, Let's move on to Sirens Banger of the Week. This is the most insane conversation. It's Uh, accomplished nothing. Sirens Banger of the Week. This is not a specific entry, but this headline, um, assault with a hammer, semicolon, student brings THC vape pen to school, pit bulls on the loose, woman treated for overdose, it just really makes the Twin Cities sound like a Mad Max hellscape. That's my fault. I just try to pluck some of the I don't know. I thought it was newsworthy. Great. I was like, God, I got to see what's going on. I don't know. Sometimes there's like sirens items where in my head I'm like, that should be a news story, but there wasn't enough information. And so I try to make those the headline. Like, but anyways. A lot of people say that to me. They're like, oh, people act like there's nothing going on in Lewis County. But then you look at the headlines and whew. It's a busy place. Yeah. Um, in the same Sirens Roundup, there was an item that a juvenile male between 10 and 11 years old wearing, <laughs> quote, red pajamas with no socks was reportedly asking everyone about the hat man on Market Boulevard <laughs> on Wednesday. Okay, but doesn't that just mean he's 10? If he's between 10 and 11? He's also, 10. a juvenile male, like, he's a boy. You could just say a boy. I let that slip through a, a lot. A 10-year-old yeah. boy was asking about the hat man. I like the hat. When I see like semi-mysterious sirens item like this, I don't know why, but my head always goes, probably a time traveler. He slipped through and he's <laughs> very confused. Do you think he was just asking in like plain English or was he singing hat man to the tune of scat man? Do you feel like... It's the hat man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you would call the police if a 10-year-old boy asked you about the hat man? I'd like, ask him where his I family wouldn't. was. I mean, yeah. if he doesn't have any shoes, like, yeah, I don't know. 
I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned. I would think I would ask the boy where's yeah, what's going on. I would join him <laughs> on the adventure. I mean, that's what every movie tells you to do. That's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a never ending story situation. Where's the hat man? Yeah. Um also like how did between ten and eleven did they ask him how old you are? And he's like, oh, I'm either ten or eleven. That's like, what I'm saying. Enough. He's ten. Yeah. If you're between ten and eleven. He's like, wait, what year is this again? Uh, <laughs> how far have I traveled? <laughs> That's um, good. <laughs> People's Champion of the Week. We've got new bison at Northwest Trek. And speaking of Northwest Trek, we also have Chestnut, the deviant marmot, who was, um, this was an embargoed news tip that we got, by the way, from um, former wildlife ecologist from Mount Rainier National Park, Tara Chestnut, said that there they was named it a, after her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, food conditioned hoary marmot. They're called that because of their like uh, grizzly fur. It's it's H O A R Y by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd gotten used to people and he was being aggressive, asking for food. And typically, Chestnut said uh, they would have to just euthanize this animal. But the doctor, um, not the marmot. Yes. But then, <laughs> thanks for clarifying. But then um, she has had a long-standing relationship with Northwest Trek, and they realized that this could be like an ambassador creature for um, how to respect public lands and nature and not feed the wildlife. And so now he, Chestnut the Marmot, has made his debut at Northwest Trek, and you can see him there. The first one ever there. So the rule is don't feed the marmots. But if you or do, you might create a brand ambassador. Yeah. Okay. It's a cute marmot too and they did a really good job on their press kit. There was like eight photos, two videos, like they did a good job. And as far as I know, we're the only ones to have reported on the marmot thus far. I love that she t- like sent Exclusive. it to me like <laughs> as an embargo thing. I was like this is what I live for as a news person. And because that was the order of things when the release came out, I dropped it like it was a flood warning. I was oh, just yeah. like, oh, the marmot, the, guy, the, yeah. the marmot, it's not, it's not embargoed anymore. We've got to get this on Crown Line. That's exactly how I hoped you would treat it. It just reminds me of when the fire chief called us and was like, exclusive, exclusive, fire in Bucota. Like there was going to be anybody else who covered it. It's just like that. <laughs> I love it, though. It's great. That's like the best stuff that happens to us at the ground. And now the winner. Uh... The unclaimed remains? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Warren McLeod in the corner's office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought Chestnut was going to win, but... Yeah, sorry, Chestnut. I got to give it to McLeod. I think it's great that he does this every year anyways. I think they're... Not just him, but the um, Pioneer Cemetery and Chehalis and other people who get involved from the coroner's office. But the fact that they their office went out of their way to like specifically honor these veterans because it was so unique that they had unclaimed remains of a single veteran, but they actually had four this year and they like really did a bang up job of trying to make sure they got the honor they deserved for their hard work and everything. And I think like they treat almost everybody who goes through their office like that. And I think that's a really special thing. It's a great program, a great story. And we got a lot of messages about that as well. Just thanking us for being there out in Tahoma and covering that because Again, I don't think anybody else would cover that. People's and champion, I think it's important. Oh, yeah. veterans mm-hmm. for Veterans Hard Day. Take. Uh, Facebook comments of the week on a pic of the Centralia Pool opening in the 1940s. This commenter says, "Ah, such fond memories. 
Too bad the short-sightedness of the current city council has all but destroyed this landmark. Such a waste of a community resource. My reaction was, the current city council? Yeah, well, <laughs> but that pool hasn't been open for years. <laughs> they, I think they're probably alluding that this current council did decide not to put it on the ballot after the school levy failed. They were like, that's just, they don't have the appetite. You being, can't afford a school, you can't afford a pool. Um, that on, was good. On a Thurston County robbery arrest... This commenter says, seems to me Thurston County Sheriff Department seems to be the Chronicle's point of interest. And then they do the emoji where you're rubbing your chin. Mm-hmm. Maybe because LC Sheriff Department does nothing worth reporting. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to explain why you write so much about the Thurston County Sheriff's actions. I would actually welcome that. And we have a very recent example. There's a story that will go up on cronline.com tonight about a young man locally who died in a car wreck over a week ago. Um, and the only reason we found out about it yet again, as longtime listeners of the podcast will know, is because a family member or friend reached out and said, why is this not in the paper? Why has this not been published? And in this case, the person was like, was it not worth it? Is this person's life not worth documenting oh, that it's, it's gone? And I have the same question for the sheriff's office. Like, I'm kind of sick of it. It's not like me versus Nas or anything like that. It's just like, if someone dies, them? if someone dies, you should let the public know about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's beyond the point with Aaron Christensen and everything else. Like, it's not like a for, for a lack of knowing. I get that you're working very hard. It doesn't take much to release a press release or just say, hey, this is why this road was closed for X amount of time. And I'll say that the Thurston County Sheriff's Office does a remarkable job of letting the people know where they're at and what they're doing at any given time, especially if there's like a public spectacle, like there's a crash or a chase or something like that. Um, and so it's, it's maddening. Like it's, it's beyond the point of frustration. It's just absolutely maddening that the sheriff's office, maybe they responded to it perfectly, which I appreciate. They cleared the scene. Uh, they treated the, the deceased person with respect, but at the same point, you do have an obligation to the public to let them know what you're doing and when, and this is exactly how you end up with someone being shot and killed on a trail in East Lewis County and not knowing anything about it until a month later when we are forced to write a story asking who is Aaron Christensen. Like we're no different now than we were when it happened. It could happen again tomorrow. Yeah. I, I've been saying that since it started and I'm going to lay on even more thick, like during the campaign between Snaza and challenger Tracy Murphy, one of the questions that we asked repeatedly was, how will you increase transparency at the sheriff's office? And Snaza said, well, the county has a PIO now, and that will be a really great resource for them. And not only did the county just fire the PIO, they also never, ever used him. The Lewis County Sheriff's Office didn't use it a single time. Well, there was the substation, the Sheriff's Office substation that yeah, came but out. That's like a county commissioner thing. Sure, sure. I, I get what you're saying. Like, the thing <laughs> is, when the Sheriff Office doesn't release press releases or even talk to us, I mean, that's when the rumor mill, mill fires up and yeah. people start I will, creating their own I'll scenarios. say they're responsive when we ask. Yeah. It's just we don't know to ask, like, did anyone die exactly. last night? We have to know about it to yeah. report on it. And I, I like respect the relationships that we've forged with every like higher up and lower up, whatever at the sheriff's office, like working with each of them individually has been great. And I am like able to ask them hard questions and they are like respectful to us. But the fact that like we have to like, for example, we got a news tip, which turned out to be false about the Randall man who went missing while picking mushrooms. And the tip was that he was found dead with stab wounds. And I had to call the sheriff's office to confirm that that was true or false. And they were like, 
Yeah, actually, that's false. And also, it's a rumor that we have heard recently. Like, and if you'd think that if you'd heard that rumor, you would go out of your way to put out like a preemptive news release that says like, we're still looking for this guy because they are. I know that they're doing the work. It's just that like, if you don't tell people, they will come up with the rumors and the sheriff's office is fully aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the wrong way DUI fatality. Mm-hmm. There was a comment that said, y'all angry at the paper when they're just reporting what the police press memo says. Y'all should be angry at that, not the paper. I just wanted to say that that was a nice thing of them to write. I guess. I mean, when I, that was an unfortunate thing. The, the tragedy was enormous. Yeah. You had a, a, a young woman die and a, a baby die. And like, I don't begrudge anyone their anger for the initial report being incorrect. And I'll even accept it. Because when I read the the press memo that said that she was driving the wrong way, I thought it was very odd, yeah. which is why I attached the press memo so people could read it themselves mm-hmm. and like make yeah. their own sense of it. And then about an hour after the report, it was corrected. But I don't, I don't have any ill feelings to anyone who's furious at that. I'd be furious too if it was my loved one. So, and it's not good enough to just say that it was the state patrol's fault. Like they had to deal with the scene, which yeah. had to have been absolutely horrific. And so I, yeah. Just a, that was a, definitely the saddest story we've had in the paper in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that sentiment, Eric. I think it's like easy on our side to be like, oh, it's not our fault, which it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like our, exactly. It doesn't matter. That's the right way to look at it. Um, and on the county trimming the budget, this commenter says now trim their salaries to what their constituents median income is. That's kind of a good point. Bring the salary commission back in. The salary commission said exactly that. That's what they wanted to do was base it off of the um, median. It wasn't exactly median, but it was some number like that. And then basically like they argued back and forth to not do it at all and then to do it. And then they ended up like recommending the raise that the commissioners took. Mm -hmm. So the one that like the commission, let me say that again. You just said, bring the salary commission back. The salary commission recommended the raise that the commissioners chose to take for themselves. Can the salary commission come back in and be like, actually, what do you about a cut? I'm just saying. What what do you think about this? Just floating it. Uh Advisory board for the salary commission. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to put a hat on a hat on a (laughs) man indoors. Yeah, it's looking like a Russian doll. It's going to be useless. I'm just saying, Aaron, the... Like, salary commission itself voted in disagreement with your statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just saying the salary commission could... After they, voting they, in favor What of if they position? decided that, you know what, we're going to, instead of recommending no changes, we're going to recommend a pay cut? You, you want a recon, an, an emergency reconvening of the salary commission? Gonna, I want in them light to light reopen, the, reopen the discussions, yes. <laughs> I It think- should be tied to job performance, and if your county's in the red, you're in charge of it, like... I, my fear, and this isn't a fear, I know this is going to happen. None of the commissioners will take any responsibility whatsoever for anything because they never have, and there's zero evidence they ever will. And this they, are, they, us they back- do not have the self awareness to see their own place and how something has gone to shit. This brings us back to Eric's point about a five commissioner board where they're not paid for full-time workers and there is even more transparency and they can actually meet in three person, two person, not just two person groups. It puts, it puts a lot of the expertise in the hands of professional staff. And at that point, which we have seen many times, you can have counselors who are very upset with their own staff publicly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I and that was my argument with the salary commission's move. You're giving them a raise commensurate with what people doing these jobs are earning. But the people doing those jobs have built their experience up and like have can command those salaries. At the same time, I completely understand the salary commission's perspective, which is if you want to attract talented people, you should be able to pay them what a talented person should make. And it's, it's nothing to do with the current or past or future commissioners necessarily so much as like the idea that we should be paying like public officials who work hard a good wage. I get that. I think it's just ultimately the Lewis County system as we've seen here multiple times is not perfect, and it's not going to be perfect until there are major reforms. Well, in that case, maybe I was with the salary commission all along, and it was secretly a message being like, hey, if you want talented people, and then like nodding, <laughs> you know, we got to raise the salary. Anyway, um, in closing, we're sponsored by Summit Funding and the Roof Doctor. Leave a review and rating on Apple Podcast if you want. It makes no difference to me. We'll be back next week, probably. <laughs> <laughs>